you know, so may not for me about, you know, for what do you need for building a successful career and a successful company? I think it is the EQ, it is the soft skill, it is listening, it mm. is being authentic. Um, and, and, and in the workplace, I'm definitely advocating that we start talking more about the, mm. the softer skill. Welcome to The Workable Show. We are a community of lifelong learners. We are obsessed about building meaningful careers and doing the work that matters. And you are so welcome to the conversation. Today, we are privileged to have as our guest, uh, Jackie Van Nieker. And a couple of things about Jackie. With over 15 years of experience in the property industry, Jackie is the CEO of Attack Limited. And for those who do not know, Attack Stewards is massively impressive portfolio of properties that includes Waterfall City, Mall of Africa, among many others. Jackie joined Pivotal um, in 2009 and became the youngest and only woman CEO in the property sector at the time, blazing the way, growing the fund to a mind-boggling 12 billion rand listed development fund. Jackie joined Attack, though, as the CEO in April 2017 and was appointed CEO just about a year ago. I met Jackie when we started collaborating with Attack on brand, communications, and a couple of other things, and I was immediately impressed by her down-to-earth nature, her steady, confident leadership. Jackie, what I've learned from you so far is, the, is uh, to be super careful not to overcomplicate things, mm. and that there is always a workable solution, and our job is to find it and just make it happen. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm also super excited um, to join you this morning. Yes, I always love um, spending time with you and just learning from you. And um, mm. and uh, I, w I wanted to ask you one thing just off the bat, immediately, in my mm. preparation for the show, like we talked behind the scenes, I came across an article in Business Life that was published about a year ago that when when, mm. when you made the transition yep. from CEO to CEO at Attack, and, uh, and the journalist asked you this one question. He said, being in investments and being in development, what was your best investment that you ever made? And I'm not sure if he or she anticipated that it'd be property related, <laughs> but you had this fascinating answer about putting yourself through university, investing yeah. in yourself. And that was fascinating mm. for me. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about why you said that? Yeah, I think also, you know, the it's, it's more the story before that. I think um, coming out of a home that I lost my mom when I was 15 years old. So really a bit mm. of a broken home. I had to negotiate myself through school and for me, you know, at the crossroads of being 18 years old and, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I've had a lot of ambitions. I always said I wanted to become a doctor and um, I just had to make a choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to work or am I going to go study? And I really had this ambition of I need to better myself. And by doing yes. that and saying, you know what, I'm going to work and I'm going to put myself through university, that I need to do for myself. And Standing back now after a great career, and I'm still very young, um, yeah. that was such a formative years in my life. You know, the things that I not, had learned, not just at university, but work, budget, care for myself. I had to work. Um, it, you know, you, you days that I was so alone. You know, not knowing yes, should I not just go and work? You know, this is this is not this is not like a. Um, but sitting back now, it, it, the time investment into me as a person, the growth, the formative development that I that I got out of those four years was just so incredible. So I always say to people, you know, 
if you don't have money to study, you can go and study because I had no support, family support, but no financial support. And I had to make it work. And, and that was a phenomenal investment into myself. It gave me a grounding that um, helped me. Those days I didn't understand it, but these days I, I absolutely understand why um, it was such a phenomenal investment in myself. Yeah, that makes that makes 100% sense. It is... Um... It is so interesting to me, something that I'm still learning is um, sometimes those investments can be super painful at the beginning, but they mm. turn out incredibly um, well over time. And mm. if we can just put it in, but okay, but tell me a little bit, just tell us your, your give us a brief overview of how your career has panned out. You said that, um, mm. that you now are working at a very successful career and you are not wrong. So tell us a little bit from those early days, some of the highlights mm. and lowlights until where you are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, reflecting back, thinking about it this morning in the call, um, knowing about the, the podcast this morning, um, I, I think really for me, um, went to University of Pretoria um, and studied accounting. You know, again, you know, let me just go and study something. Um, and I actually quite enjoyed it a bit. Um, from a very early sign in my life, I knew I did not want to be an accountant. That I, I just couldn't do that. So I, I chose a path much less traveled, and I started working for a small property developer. And I always call it that I was the skivvy. Um, I was driving around, <laughs> picking up contracts, taking it to the, um, you know, transferring attorneys. I was taking the notes and the minutes. And again, looking back, it, it being the skivvy, I was like a sponge, you know, taking minutes. I always say to my staff, taking minutes is the most valuable thing in your life because you're actually learning. You're learning the lingo. You're learning how things work. Now you have to read it through. And you're like, okay, now I know how things put together. You know, how do you put a development together? Because you were actually sitting in all of those meetings taking minutes. So I always tell the staff, the youngsters, says, no, put up your hand. Say, I'll do the minutes because it's such an important founding in, in your in your career. You know, yes. moving from moving from um, a, a small town development in the residential space, I got the itch saying, you know what, I I, I need to learn. I, you know, I've, I've got this degree. You know, I, I I you know I'm driving around and taking contracts. I'm I'm in a sales team. Come on, I can do more. And and then they came up a job out at at Abland, saying they need a financial manager. Like, yeah, I, I can do that. That I can go do. And I, I met the two founding members of of Abland. I said, yeah, I don't think you need to be the financial manager. Come and be an asset manager because that's more your skill and experience. So I was um, one of the first um, employers of of Pivotal Fund. It, it was a baby that was born out of the the Abland stable. And I said, you know, we have got this vision. We want to start up a fund. Um, and that was the, with the time with Standard Bank. And I actually didn't know how incredible these partners were. I just came and said, yeah, I have to come and look after these assets. That's what I've been learned to do. And um, five o'clock in the mornings, I would rock up into the office and they gave me a three-month contract. They said, three months, you in or you're out. So I worked my butt off to get this contract to a permanent work contract because I said, this is all or nothing. Um, so it was five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock at night, I went home. And I remember mm -hmm. the day of thankfulness when they put the full-time contract on my table and they said, you've got the full-time role now. And I sat at my desk and I'm like, wow, I am so incredibly thankful for, for this opportunity because I think those three months I realized, yo, you, you, you're part of a, a really something bigger. So I started off, um, there was two or three properties in, in the, the fund that we started off with Pivotal. I was founded financial manager then i was made asset manager and then a few years later jackie you you only the only employee so maybe you should get someone to help you 
So um, then we got a financial manager in the fund and I just loved every single moment of of the whole process of, of building assets um, and then also developing that out and getting them into the fund, running the cash flows. So we, we really started mm. from ground zero. And I remember the one day I was getting on an airplane and we said, now we're going to start raising capital for this fund. I was now made the general manager and one of the founding members was with me and, he, and I got off the plane and I said, I don't know what to do. I've got this fancy presentation. And the founding member said to me, Jackie, but just talk from your heart. Nobody knows the properties and the company better than what you do. You you know everything, you know mm. every nook and cranny of that asset. And it it was such beautiful advice that I got at such a young age. I said, you don't need to be arrogant. You don't need to come across that you know everything, but you know everything in that fund, you know everything. Just speak from the heart. And well, mm. what good advice. So as this youngster, this fund, we went and we raised unlisted 150 million rand. I was Crazy. so proud of it. We went and we bought a big retail asset with the with the fund, and, and that was really where the confidence was still in, in the company and in myself. And a few years later, they, they made me the MD. And then um, we were growing the fund. And I think another important part of what I've learned to that, it was always with a lot of partnerships. So from a very young age, and also part of, of building this big real estate fund that we eventually ended up selling is, I had to go drink tea with a farmer, which we bought his land from, and he wasn't sure all this. So I always had to humble myself to understand that this person was a farmer and he's a part of this property fund. And how do you break things down mm. for someone to really understand and trust you? And I always had this big um, re realization when driving away from these farmers saying that, I'm looking after their pension and, and how privileged am I looking after their pension? So, you know, another beautiful lesson that I think working in the listed public environment that what we operate in mm -hmm. is always having that humbleness. It's it's not yours. You're not bigger than the game. And you're actually looking after people's pension and, and just that respect. Um, on maternity leave, my firstborn, um, and then I phoned the, um, again, the founding member and I said, I think we should list this company. Um, I think there's a great opportunity. We should list Pivotal. Um, Attack at the time, which we, I'm now the CEO is listing. Mm. Look at the great um, uh, traction they've received as a development fund. I think there's an opportunity for us. We ended up doing a big transaction with Standard Bank. We folded all their assets in, I think, almost 40 transactions. I had a little baby on my lap. Oh. Um, my little one was eight months old, and we, we listed um, 8th of December. Um, I think 2014, um, we, we listed the, the property fund. My, my little boy was about eight months old. Um, and I was overwhelmed the morning at, at the JC. I was sort of crying when I did my speech. Um, but mm. just what we've achieved in, in, in such a short, short space of time. And, um, and then we, we were very successful with the capital raise. The market was hot. And, uh, and then we then were part of a, a bigger fraternity of, of a listed company. That's Few years amazing. later, we um, we bought Africa assets, we sold Africa assets, and then there came a day where we were. I, I again went to the board and said, "Okay, now we need to sell the company." Um, scared of you know um, the, this downturn of the economic um, climate that we were seeing coming out. Um, we had a fund that wanted to buy us, and that was probably the most difficult, trialing, tested year of my life. Um, selling a company. Part of selling a company, the, my dad passed away the same week 
We literally mm. signed the agreement. So it, it was an emotional um, roller coaster. And I, and I think standing back, understanding what corporate burnout was, was in that year, you know, emotional burnout, mm. corporate burnout. Um, you know, people said, you'll never get this through. You have got these thousands of shareholders that need to vote it in. And we got a 90% vote over the line, but wow. Um, most trial tested corporate time in my life and personally ever. And um, half broken, we, we got the company sold very successfully. Standing back now, I, I you know, it wasn't me. I didn't see a crystal ball and saying, oh, this is what's going to happen. But it was the timing was absolutely perfect for us to, to dispose mm. of, of the, the real estate. And the human issues was always a tough part. You know, you had a company that you had to say goodbye to people. You literally split the company in two, staff moving into different directions, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uncertainty to manage. And I think was a lot of mistakes I personally made um, mm. in that learning. Um, post that made the decision, I need to pause. I need to look at what's, what, what will life bring me? And, um, and then I got the call to, to join attack and I didn't think about it. And Murray Wilker phoned me the CEO at the time and said, you want to join attack? Do you want to meet me for a coffee? Well, I think we first had a meeting and then at the, we were having fish. I can remember. And he said, don't you? I said, yes, I will yes. join. And he said, but you don't know what I want to pay you. Or I said, I want to join. <laughs> yes. And, um, and, and then my journey started with attack as a COO. Um, and what a marvelous privilege has been to help grow this company. Um, and, and again, um, a call from a chairman on a Saturday um, saying, do you want to be the CEO? I said, yes. He said, we haven't discussed any remuneration. Mm. I said, we'll figure it out. So I might not ask me, I've never been driven by, by money or fame, but more about opportunity and, um, and yes. earning. I, I, I think, um, and, and that's why this podcast resonates so well with me. Yeah, I, what an incredible story, Jackie. I mean, themes of um, humility, gratitude, um, taking chance, taking risk, um, mm. going through um, hectic personal sacrifice to get to what might end up in the, uh, in the end. That is amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned um, studying uh, your accounting degree. You mentioned taking notes and learning from that. You mentioned um, building your network, learning from mm. people that are mm. older and more experienced than yourself. Mm. And you're still on that journey, but in your opinion, um, all these different places that you can learn from what in your mm. career has contributed to the most to your own development, your learning, is it um, the things you studied or was it informal type learnings or just doing the work? What contributes the most to your own personal and professional growth? I, I think firstly, it, it comes from yourself is saying, I want to always learn. I, I think it's first your attitude. Mm. It's like saying, an attitude, yeah. It's, it's first for me an attitude saying, I'm not bigger than the game. I'll never be bigger than the game. And take mm. every opportunity as, I, I always call myself the little sponge, you know. Um, so whatever life brings you, uh, good, bad, um, I, I try to sit back and say, you know what, can I learn more? Or, or come out of a conversation saying, you know, I've, I've actually learned something today. Great. So for me, it starts with me. Um, and then it's it's everything in your life. It's your university degree or your college degree. It's your first boss. My first boss wasn't a great boss, mm. but I've learned a lot not to be that boss. I've learned also I've bought a lot of good stuff from that, you know. So I, I try to stitch little bits together in my life. Um, and But it, it starts with yourself um, and, and the humbleness and, and saying, you know, what can I do to, to not be that mm. person or be that person? 
Um, so it, it's for me a little bit of everything in life that, that is that, that yeah. you keep on learning. Yeah, that makes hundred percent sense. Um, I, I um, when you mentioned you, your first boss wasn't probably the best boss. I was reminded of this quote that said, "The people that come into our lives either are great examples, or they can become horrible warnings." But either way, like we yeah. learn, we learn from them <laughs> in each of those interactions. So, I mean, apart from just your practical contribution at work with your colleagues, people that mm -hmm. depend on you, and the work that you do on the ground. And whether in a um, asset manner or a commercial manner or managing the relationships at work, which I assume there's a lot of, but have you ever thought about what is the unique Jackie-esque type contribution that you bring to the table? The one thing that is, if you were to write a, like a unique value proposition just for yourself, the one thing that you've seen repeatedly over time in all your different capacities at work, what is that one thing that you uniquely contribute to to an organization. Have you have you ever thought about something like that? Now, now I'm thinking about <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like there, know, there's yeah. there's no wrong answers. I was just wondering. No, if no, this, no. Uh, if... I I think I've got firstly, uh, you know, the good side is I think I've got a deep compassion for people, and yes. with that comes a lot of empathy and. You know, I, I try to always understand the other part, you know, or the, the other component or my, my counterparty. So probably a deep empathy for people and I, I, that comes with I listen in a different way potentially. I listen in the undertone mm. and I don't, I don't listen to what you're saying. I'm listening at what are you actually trying to tell me? Um, yes. And then stitching one or two together and I'm a long-term thinker. You know, I, I don't think about mm. tomorrow. I think about five years from now. And probably that's the X that I bring into the company is empathy, listening, and thinking really about the future. Um, and and I, I try to solve for, for long term. Um, yes. That probably, yeah. I would say, is my, my, my different way that I bring to, to, to the okay, daily organization. That is exactly how I perceived you in some of the times that we've spent together. Mm. And I'm sure that that is what colleagues and clients and partners would say as well. But I mean, okay, if we, if we zoom out, if we, if you don't just mm. look at yourself and you zoom out and you think about how work is changing, mm. even in the, um, in your context where you're, where you are working at the moment, what do you think in your opinion, once again, whatever you think, um, is the most sought after skill at the moment. You just mentioned empathy. You mentioned being able to think long-term, having a compassion for people. Those aren't necessarily the skills that we would put on our CVs or people or people would look for, right? But, but in your opinion, what do you think is the most important skill in business today from a leadership point of view? Oh, for me, I, I, I think we should change the way that we recruit and CVs. It's your, your CVs should start, you know, talking about the soft skill. Because I think yes. coming out of a two-year pandemic um, where we were pretty much locked up and you you had to change so much, we, we almost were stripped away from, you know, your daily interactions. A lot of people lost jobs, family, death. You almost, you know, you had a different lens that you looked at life. And the skill that I needed in the last two years was nothing about building a building. It's about keeping people together. It was about inspiring yes. people. It was about listening to people's problems and finding solutions because we had to survive and make a company survive. 
you know, so Maynard, for me about, you know, for what do you need for building a successful career and a successful company? I think it is the EQ. It is the soft skill. It is listening. It mm. is being authentic. Um, and, and, and in the workplace, I'm definitely advocating that we start talking more about the, mm. the softer skill. Yes, building a building, I can actually teach you that quite quickly. You, you might not like it, but we can teach you that or, or doing mm. predators or, or doing accounting, but managing a team, getting a team through COVID, that takes a different skill. And, and, and those are the type of skills that I definitely want to harvest in my leadership team and capability in attack. And that's what we definitely focusing on. We've also, yeah. and, and you know that we've, we've focused so much on what is our purpose? You know, you know we, we need to be purposeful people. And, and, and that is sometimes not the bricks and mortar I'm selling. It's, it's the company and the culture I'm selling. Um, so mm. that to me is, is the vital skill that we need to work on as, 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 a, as a country, as, as, as individuals to, to, to really thrive um, in today's business world. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree. I'm seeing this more and more that um, people, uh, people, traditional companies would sometimes um, hire for competence, but they end up letting go of their people because of character. And we should probably yeah. start doing that the other way around. Mm. Okay, so because, because I know you, I know that you're on a constant learning journey, even just before we mm. started this conversation, you asked me about what, what am I um, listening to? So mm. I wanted to throw that question back to you. I mean, <laughs> There are so many things that you've already learned and you've already experienced and mm. you've got it down. But if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that you are learning right now that you are embarking on a learning curve on that you are thinking to yourself potentially, yo, this is something I should really make part of my skill sets so that I can be mm. even better. As you said, you're never bigger than the game. I love that. Mm -hmm. So that I can be more valuable, more useful. Are there something like that on your radar at the moment? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I love reading. Um, so for me at the moment is I started a mindfulness journey. Um, mm. Sounds very insignificant, but it is quite significant. It makes me yes. a better leader. It makes me a better mom. It makes me a better wife. Um, yes. Because there's no balance in life. you know. And I think that's why I'm keeping learning every day of my life. Um, I, I read a book about the, the lady who started uh, with her husband, Jane Wilwin, um, Demologica. And she said, life is this beautiful mm. mess. You know, it's just how you work out the mess. Um, so for me, mindfulness is something that I want to, you know, master more. Um, being really fit, um, being yes. thankful for, for what we've received, and then continually working on myself. So I started this mindful journey this year so you know that that to me is a, a, a learning in a different journey that we we're going into so i've i've um, embarked on a, a a very different journey for for the year and it's making me from a leadership point of view a better leader i'm i'm able to trust the teams better i'm able to sit back empower my teams better and i always feel that I am in this role to send people better back home. I, I think that's yeah. my core purpose of, of being a CEO of a company is leaving my community in a better space. Yes. So that's definitely the, the learning journey that I'm personally on is more mindfulness, live with your purpose mm. and becoming better leaders. Definitely that to me is, again, the key takeout of the last two years that mm. we need to focus on more. So yes, running a business, yeah. 
um, understanding our cash flows, becoming a better liquidity business. For me, that's the easy part. It's yeah. the softer skills that we are instilling in attack so that I can do better transactions for attack. Yeah. So, okay. So my next question kind of is a little bit redundant at the moment because I think I know exactly what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So the my question to you is what makes for a meaningful career? Is it, is it the uh, earlier you mentioned it was never about the commercials or the financial mm -hmm. side. It was about the opportunity for you, mm -hmm. which um, completely resonates with me. And I see is evidence in your life and in your career and in the people that you lead as well. But, but then if it isn't that, if it isn't about the, all the hard things that you do in a business every day, what does make for a meaningful career? When is a career meaningful? How, when do you look back on what you've done and you feel, yo, this has been super meaningful for me? Um, for me, I think everything in your life, you, you build up and you know, it mm. was the absolute learning. Uh, been able to progress and become, you know, a, you know, a, a better person in a specific field. I, I, I think it's quite nice, you know, understanding, you know, you, you've been a great asset manager or you've, you've, you've mastered a certain skill, a hard skill. Um, I, I mm. think it, it gives you meaning and it, it gives you that satisfaction. But I think more and more is, and you know, you get this cliche thing, you know, you need to love what you do, you need to love what you do, but half the people that love what they do. But I, I think it's, it's, it's finding that something within your career that you really like, you know, maybe it's just interacting with people or, mm. or, or just, you know, um, you know, being part of a, of a, of a community. So for me personally, the, the, the career and, and why I love what I do and why I wake up in the morning and what I do. It, it is the people it's it's building the next generation um it's mm. it's sitting back and saying wow you know what this person was a junior and look where this person has grown into and i've been this small part of it or i've just been a guiding light and and, and that to me is is something profound um it's again it's building a community and it's leaving our society in a in a better space and, and i think that to me um wakes me up you know hopefully we get it right yes. with our kids as well um, yeah and yeah so that, th that to me is uh is 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 why i wake up and that's make me a meaningful career oh that that is and that is 100 percent right i couldn't agree with that more i have i have one last question for you mm. before we uh, before we end this off and um, i'm sure there are many people out there people from all spheres of life um, stages in the career that look up to you, look up to attack and the work that you are doing. Um, I was super inspired by it. We've had a little bit of a, um, a the privilege of having mm. a little bit of a look behind the scenes. And I can tell to the people looking and watching that it is even more. So the closer I've orbited to yourself and your work, um, whatever we see from a distance, the, the hype is real. So, but here's my, here's my question to you is what advice do you have for that next generation specifically <laughs> for people that have either studied, but they don't have the opportunity of learning in the workplace as much. They're just coming fresh off of their learnings of their personal uh, professional qualifications <laughs> or people that are self-taught people that have never had the opportunity to necessarily go and study. Um, what do you think uh, would be your advice to either of those categories or anybody for that matter? Mm. Well, so when I finish my cough, then I'm going to answer. <coughs> no, no problem. Excuse my note. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse. Um, courage. 
that is the one thing yes, you courage. need to have lots of. Don't be scared to make mistakes, learn from them, and a lot of, lot of courage, because that's what it needs. And there's some days in my life mm. that I'm like, what have you done? How are you going to get it through? Courage, peek through the fog, try and see what's coming, learn, make mistakes, and learn from them. I, that's, that, to me, is the, the best advice that I could give ever myself. I wish someone gave it to me. I've made a lot of mistakes. I wasn't scared of making mistakes, and I think I'm still not scared of making mistakes. I, I, I do on a daily mm. basis. But um, I learned from them. I do get down in the dumps. I have to pick myself up still daily. Um, nothing is perfect. You know, people will see from outside, attack, you've got this perfect company. We look so perfect. Yo, we make a lot of mistakes. But courage, venture into the unknown, see the fu- try and see the future, and pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you are so much worth more. And if you bump your head and don't get a job, or you, you, you're battling to find something, take the second best thing or the third best thing or the fourth best thing. I promise you'll get to your first best thing. But just get there. I mean, the other day I said to someone, go be the driver. It's okay. And then study something mm. in supply chain. But just get there. Get in. Um, and, and, and it will work out. I mean, I started out my career as at the residential developer. I met the developer being a waitress. That's where I started after the university. Um, mm. I didn't start at the developer. I started at the waitress and I wasn't scared to talk to the man and to phone and say, okay, give me this job. Uh, yes, I, I'll try it. Um, but yeah, so mm. but courage and never be scared to make and to, And if we can come full circle to invest in yourself, right? Mm. To make sure you invest in yourself and you prioritize mm. your own learning and your own development so that you can fill that cup up and then from the overflow Mm. give to the people around you. Jackie, it has been such a privilege. Thank Mm. you so much for spending the time with us. I know you are super busy, but you've carved out this time. I know it's because you prioritize learning and investing in people. Mm. And I am so thankful that you, um, that you took the time to talk with me. So thank you so much and um, good luck for all the rest of the things that are to follow. Thank you so much. It has been a great morning with you.